Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Our heroes have battled their way through hell, made Moonhammer its queen, and just brought Quinny back from the dead as a Frankenstein monster. But will Butthole's magic really keep Quinny alive in a stitched-together body? Will Alan solve the mystery of her black hand? Will Quinny kill Butthole for making him look ridiculous? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. So, Quinny, you're sitting up in your new body. How does it feel? It's a, it's a pretty great body, huh? No, it's not great. DM Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, Bucky, and Butthole, you're all standing around. Butthole, you're observing Quinny look over his new body. I'm just watching because this is, for me, the end montage of like a makeover show where I've now got a new look for Quinny that I think he's going to be way more into than the old look. He looked at himself in the mirror. He laughed really hard. Always great. People laugh when they're happy. Then he said, this will not do. So I lean forwards and I say, no, it won't. It's doing better. And I do a fist on my hip pose that I desperately hope will become trademarked. I attack him. (laughs) (laughs) 14. You fail to hit because your arms and legs don't work the way you expect them to. Yeah, I still scream, you did this to me. Why did you do this? Because you were dead and now you've got a better body. Let me walk you through how this was designed just for you. My limp arms are flaccidly pushing against your face while you're still talking and shit. Yeah, and this is where (laughs) the camera is panning over parts of you that were clearly filmed as B-roll for this segment at the end (laughs) of the makeover show of, of like the corpse in a box. I claimed these pieces from the bodies of several gods, and it just cuts like bloody crime scenes (laughs) where I've murdered these things. (laughs) You have the legs of the god of donkeys. You also have... Extra bonus, the ears of the god of donkeys. So again, Mr. Tumnus from the waist down, long donkey ears pinned to the side of your head. Got it. You have the torso of the god of ripped gnome abs. Or it's a guy at a bar who yelled that at me, and then I killed him. But either way, they look hot. You have the hands of the god of shadow puppets. Very dexterous, very nimble, very good for criminal such. (laughs) And then, the most important part, when someone thinks Quinny, they think of his face. And the thing we know about Quinny is masculine, rugged, but also beautiful and innocent. And that's why I wanted to combine those qualities. So I gave you the head of the god of bearded ladies. Not ladies with beards, but people who specifically identify as bearded ladies. And now, look at this, look at this. And I take out a second mirror that's full body and I just put Quinny in front of it. And I'm like, do a twirl. This is who you are now. You're better. You're the best. You're Quinny 2.0. I weep. Openly start just crying because they have somehow brought me back to life and ruined my life at the same time. From the wagon in the background, Yevgenovich and Annan start playing heartfelt violin solos 
to suggest that he's so moved by the body that it's amazing. I'll give you Yevgenovich. <laughs> Anon is in no way playing that violin. <laughs> uh, I will say Bucky picks up a violin because he sees what's up and he's trying to play alongside <laughs> Yevgenovich. And even though Yevgenovich knows how to play, somehow Bucky sounds better. Bucky just plays the devil and down to Georgia from start to finish. It's not appropriate for the mood, but it's a great violin solo. It's, it's a great, great bit of fiddling. Alan, this is your first look at what has become of Quinny. How are you feeling about this? Alan is pretty much doing what Laura's doing right now. He's kind of got one arm folded across <laughs> her, 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 her other hands just in front of her mouth, watching in awe. I knew this was going to be horrific, so I, I just kind of walk over to Quinny and just hesitantly pat him <laughs> on the head. I guess coming out of hell, it's been a while since I felt any kind of tender or comforting touch, so that's pretty nice. It's better than death, right, dude? I was pretty cool in hell. Did you see me jump off of those stilts and murder that circus queen? I had kind of a cool thing going for me. <laughs> you could always die again if you really wanted to. <laughs> I think that's the plan. No, please I, don't, though. I put please a don't. hand on the back of both of their necks and lean in to their private conversation. Hey, guys, we telling secrets? I like secrets. My secret was, Quinny, I missed you. And Alan, you're my friend. Those are your secrets? Yep. So Anon comes over um, <laughs> oh. and breaks up this thing. And uh, first of all, she takes a look at you, butthole. And, wait. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Where, where's where's the Forsaken armor? What happened? Listen, we're going to do a redemption story. This is going to be great. It's going to get people back into religion. Everybody loves <laughs> when somebody turns violent to turn in really nice. That's always a turn people enjoy. I mean, do you remember that famed fighter, John Cena? I do. Yeah, people love him. I'm going to be the next John Cena. Great. I'm really bummed that he and his half-orc wife, Nikki Bella, are doing so well right now. It's a real bummer. Yeah, well, do you know what? I don't think we should make that about us. <laughs> <laughs> Anon's a big fan of the Faerun Wrestling Federation. Yeah, that exists. But she kind of looks you over and she's like, okay, okay, I think we can work with this. And then she starts thinking about like all the alternate costumes she can sell as like DLC. And she's like, okay, yeah, this is working. This is working. This nice. is good. Give me some time and I'll come up with the title for my next book. It'll come to me at the right moment. Good, good. You know, there's starting to be book clubs popping up all over the place for your book. Oh, I didn't realize people actually read them. I yeah, thought they I, just bought them to look at the cover. Honestly, me too. But apparently uh, someone's a pretty good writer. She kind of like dusts her shoulders off. I know. It's me. <laughs> Sure. Anyway, this is for you. She thrusts out an envelope that was clearly extracted from a bottle. From a bottle, eh? I know this from looking at it. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I unroll the envelope and I open it up and read what's inside. As soon as you open it, there's like a blast of glitter. And in piratey script, it's like, Yar, you're invited to the wedding of a certain pirate to another certain pirate. We're talking, of course, about... Slutty Dave and Stinky Pete, who request your beloved presence to walk them both down the aisle at the wedding. Also, you can bring Quinny and Alan. All right. Well, I'm bringing you two, and it looks like I've got a plus one. And I turn around, and Goblin Jr.'s got his paws up in the air, so on his hind legs, he goes, snarf. <laughs> You're right, buddy. Guys, we're going to a wedding. Excellent. Bucky's so, very excited for you, but it's kind of let down that he's not going to that Aww. wedding. <laughs> Bucky would have loved that yeah. so much. Bucky's eyes lit up as you're like, I've got a plus one. And you turn around and you've got your finger out dramatically and it passes over him and settles on the wolf. No, no, that makes sense. <laughs> the band's back together. Yeah, this is what I wanted. Smash cut to the SS McSquiggly. So, um... 
Having reunited the Dum Dums, you uh, mount up the Death Wagon and, of course, Bucky, Anna, and Yevgenovich, and your newly returned pal Quinny of a sort. And together you meet up at a set point that, Alan, you arranged with Bryn. It's one of the rare times where the ship is actually docked, so you can get the Death Wagon on board. And essentially, Bryn has agreed to bring Butthole on board as like a hired mercenary, so kind of playing off the Greywater angle. Alan, you're still going to be able to come and go in secret, but mm-hmm. now, oh, look, we've got this mercenary who definitely isn't the Forsaken, and he's working for us, which will allow you to load the Death Wagon on and off exclusively at various ports throughout the world. Alan, you sneak aboard your normal way by turning into a bat and flying up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, however, Quinny and Butthole, when you board the ship, you're greeted by your old pal Ranger, who hasn't seen either of you in quite some time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you. And you. You two suck! Nipples! (laughs) And I I hug him. It's great to see you here. Again, you're still very small and ugly. And you, (laughs) powerful with a dog. (laughs) (laughs) This is is Yevgenovich. He's a spart. Hey, Uh, it's me, crazy Yevgenovich! He's like a little blue guy. What's this guy's thing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm little and blue and I don't like pants! He's naked a lot. Alan, I'm very concerned about your friends. <laughs> Alan, you're in your typical onboard costume, which is you in slightly larger glasses and like a scarf. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. This is Annan, my manager. She handles my book career, a lot of my signings, the stage adaptations of my life. Hi, Mr. Ranger. Very nice to meet you. I've heard all about you. I have marks on my face of hands. You do. And you know what? We didn't include that in your most recent action figures, so we'll make sure to get that right on the next one. Oh, this is a good one. And then I turn and say, and this is, and my hand passes past Bucky, and I point at the wagon, and I say, the murder wagon. And Yevgenovich quickly runs up and hits the horn, and it's like, I'm trying to make it say, get me up inside. (laughs) I'm sorry to have to trouble all of you, though. I do have to uh, pat you down. I have to make sure there's no contraband coming on my ship. Yevgenovich looks pretty excited about this. All right, so we line up. Everybody's there. So I, I line not, up at the I'm end of the line. I'm not lining up. <laughs> You're not patting me down. Of course not. I would never do Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, guy, do you want to roll me some dice? All right, here goes. <laughs> okay. Five. You pat down Annan first, and you find several concealed guns and knives, but because she's wearing a suit... And you're not used to suits. You just think that's what a suit feels like. So (laughs) she seems all right. I guess these are how shoulder pads are made now. (laughs) uh, Actually, you're not far off. Oh, okay. (laughs) She reloads her shoulder pad and steps on board the ship. What was that clicking sound? Fashion. (laughs) (laughs) So next up, Frank and Quinny steps up looking like a monster. Another five. (laughs) (laughs) What had you dressed Frank and Quinny in, Ryan? Frank and Quinny is nude. Donkeys don't need pants. Wait, they're both nude? Just just Quinny. Just Quinny. Just completely naked. Does he have donkey genitals? Of course. He's a donkey from the waist down. Why did we have to discuss this? (laughs) I just... He just learned about sex. He's curious now. It's it's a a male donkey. Right. Ranger, he starts to pat down Quinny, and he's made of a bunch of weird stitched together body parts right now. But you you notice with your uh, your (laughs) habit of cutting up dead bodies, possibly to eat them, you can tell that the meat on some of these body parts doesn't seem to be uh, as fresh as you think and it almost feels like they're starting to decay a bit feels like a lot of this meat's filled with gel and that gel happens to be decomposing at an accelerated rate and you smell yeah I don't know if I'm doing that on purpose because I want to die so badly or if that's just how I am now figuring a lot of stuff out how did you recognize me well you always know a bastard <laughs> All right, and then Quinny uh, having. By the no way, you got or... ripped, man. You're Fuck shredded. You, <laughs> Uh, so Quinny uh, hobbles aboard the ship. Yevgenovich is ready for the pat-down, but a little too eagerly. Okay, do I? Yeah, yeah, go I, ahead. Okay, and go here and goes. Bones. Let's see how this one goes. 
Ooh, I didn't want anything to do with this guy. <laughs> with a three, you uh, you look at him and you're like, you know, I think we're good here. Yeah. I grab Bucky and put him in front of me and I look to Ranger and I say, now that I've got a book and such, he does my pat downs. Bucky is an enthusiastic young dragonborn wearing a fan shirt of the Forsaken. What's he wearing now? I think I've switched because the group's back together. I think the t-shirt says, I started a mining operation and all I got was this t-shirt. <laughs> I think it's what it says. Cool shirt, bro. Thanks. Wow, where'd you get it? Loser school. <laughs> I didn't go to school. What's a loser? <laughs> so I say loser on the airship. Oh, me. <laughs> Thanks, airship lingo. So, All of you are losers. So it's like port starboard losers. <laughs> got it. This guy's got an attitude. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rub this one down. Let's see how this goes. Just one of those. Just one of these. Yeah. Okay. Much better. Okay, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Calling me on my shit, huh? I, what? So I'm gonna uh, put on my metal gauntlets for this rub down. <laughs> Is that normal? Mr. Butthole, what's happening? This is what you do for me. <laughs> so uh, 20 minutes and a solitary chamber later. I come up with a cigarette. <laughs> Bucky, I think you're just sitting in that room staring straight ahead. Yeah. And what do you say? That was really thorough. <laughs> I don't know why you had to like double and triple check. <laughs> Who's the louser now? <laughs> You said it was me before. I guess it's still me. And you'll always be one. And then he slams the door on you and locks it and walks away. So, Bucky, you're in solitary. The rest of you are aboard the McSquiggly. The airship isn't able to take you, obviously, to Crabclaw Isle because there be pirates. But they're able to drop you off fairly nearby and um, arrange a boat to take you um, out to Crabclaw where the ceremony will be held. You arrive the day of the wedding because you were in hell for a while, running a bit late. Um, so <laughs> Bobbert, you've been asked to walk Slutty Dave down the aisle and then like run back and then walk Stinky Pete down the aisle. And because they weren't able to track you down for a while, they would have liked to have you officiate as you'd promised. But instead, they looked for the second best thing they could find, which is, of course, the only other cleric of Moonhammer they know, Garvo the Undying. So you arrive. It's a beautiful wedding set up down by the beach. The blown up Temple of the Forgotten God is kind of off in the distance. You arrive and you see a bunch of the members of the crew you remember. It seems that the Sea Witch herself is not in attendance because she assumed that if she was there, all the people hunting her would try and attack the wedding. So she set up a fake wedding on a different island and is currently fighting people over there. <laughs> but Parrot Jr. has arrived to help out. So you show up. There's, you know, all sorts of motley pirates lined up in pews. There's like a nice little arch where you can see the sun setting behind it. But you're kind of surprised because Garvo, normally so sprightly, seems to be wrapped in a bunch of sort of heavy blankets despite how warm it is. And he looks very shriveled and sunken. He basically looks a thousand years older than the last time you saw him. So he's kind of sitting on like a wooden wheelchair, hands crossed over his lap, waiting for Slutty Dave and Stinky Pete to arrive. So this is right before the ceremony? Yeah, Stinky Pete and Slutty Dave are waiting for you somewhere, probably having a romance movie, pre-wedding freakout. They're like, I don't know, should we even do this? And then they're like, no, we're doing this together. And they're like, like, okay, let's pretend we didn't see each other because that's bad luck. Okay, cool. Garvo, hey, buddy. I'm super nervous that he's gone over to Blighthammered like Fiddlesworth did. This is very nerve-wracking for me. He also looks vaguely like the Emperor now. Uh, 100%. And I've seen the stage play of Sky Wars. That's the closest I can get with fantasy. We're going to just stick with that. <laughs> and I'm concerned about the turn to the dark side. So I approach, and I'm like, how's it going? You're looking great he looks up at you and he tries to smile you can see like a lot of his teeth have fallen out 
Oh, it's you. It's so good to see you, butthole. Praise Moonhammer. And he like tries to hold up a little goblin hand and it trembles in front of you. Praise Moonhammer, buddy. And I do a very gentle high five like you would with a fragile grandparent. Oh, he looks so happy about it. And the moment I touch his hand, I don't want to tell him I'm doing this. You don't want to embarrass like mm-hmm. an old friend who seems like they've turned into a frail elderly person. But I'm trying <laughs> to cast Lesser Restoration. Can you roll me a medicine check first? 22 total. It presents as aging, but you get the sense this isn't age. Goblins don't age this way. This doesn't make any sense. So it would make sense to cast Lester Restoration because this right, That can cure one disease or condition. Okay, go ahead. I cast it. So um, <laughs> it cures one disease yeah. or condition. Uh, so unlike the previous times where you've reached out to Moonhammer and not received her blessing, you could feel her power more full and more potent than ever. It comes through your hand and you kind of send a pulse through Garvo. You can kind of see like a golden sheen over him. Then it just seems to dissipate. And he smiles sadly and says, trust me, I've tried that too. I lost my powers briefly, uh, but uh, they returned and I was able to heal many of my goblin brethren after an unfortunate incident with Lord Pimpim's sword of bees. Friendship can often lead to dire consequences, as you know, but I'm afraid nothing works. Come, we, we should deal with the wedding. I will tell you more later. And you hear a pirate symphony, so it's all sea shanties, but like really nice like wedding sea shanties. And there's someone playing with the pipes, someone's banging on a barrel. You know, on, ultimately they didn't invest very much in this wedding, but they're, they're earnest about it. Quinny, you cut a striking figure. How have you dressed up for this occasion? I just don't care about anything anymore. So I'm wearing sweatpants and flip-flops and a dirty wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums. 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Hi, everybody. It's me, Bucky. They're letting me read an ad. Oh, I'm very excited. This one is for the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can join the $15 per month tier and name NPCs that appear in the series. You'll give me a bunch of new friends to say hello to, and I'm very excited about that. I always admired Mr. Butthole for being able to say, uh, hello, new friend, to anybody, and they immediately like him, and they all become his best friend, and that's all I really want, is to have new friends as well. It gets a little lonely here at the castle, uh, and, and, you know, it would just be really nice if we get, uh, become friends. So if you, you got someone in mind, you know, someone from maybe one of your other campaigns, or your own OC or something like that, and you want to, you know, say hi to me, well, I'd, I'd really like that. So you, if you go over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e you can you can make it happen looking forward to meeting you bye okay great um, I, just, I, I walk up to quinny i'm like i get that you're not happy about this but we kind of literally went through hell to bring you back. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, did you, did you choose to go to hell? Yeah. That must have been nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, you liked hell a little while ago, and now. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting snippy with you. I just feel terrible. I, I feel like terrible. shit. What and, do you um, mean, Alan? Can you roll me a perception check, please? Yeah. 14. He looks terrible, not just in the standard way that this body would look. <laughs> You've had some experience with occult things and whatever enchantments should be holding don't seem to be doing a very good job. You can see the room between the stitches. He's becoming more and more like a marionette and the flesh looks very pallid and sickly. I don't think this is supposed to be happening, Quinny. I agree. I don't... <laughs> Maybe more than you do, but... but butthole? Butthole? No, I don't want you his help. No, I've no. Run. Look, he did this. He needs to see what's happening. So, Butthole, you come back down the aisle to meet them. Hey, guys. I found out they were short on Flower Girls, but don't worry. I felt really bad for Bucky after he went through that 25-minute interrogation. So I brought him down here, and he's walking Goblin Jr. before Goblin Jr. and Ranger are the Flower Girls. Okay. R- great. Um... <laughs> Hey, buddy, uh, what do you think of my cool outfit for the wedding? Don't I look great? I think it's a bold choice because you either dress up like everybody else or you do your own thing. And Quinny beforehand always tried to blend in. I like now that you're just like being yourself. Quinny just looks at Alan. Look look past the clothing. I think there's something wrong. (laughs) My handiwork's so good, though. Uh, No, look look closer. Butthole, can you roll me a perception check with advantage, please? 23 total. You spent a lot of time working on this body with Yevgenovich, and Alan's right. It almost looks like, not melting per se, but like, yeah, it looks like he's almost starting to putrefy. Like, this isn't what you'd been assured it would be like. I take Quinny's arm, and I hold it out. I'm looking, and I'm like, Quinny, did you bathe in this? You're not supposed to bathe in it. In my body? Yeah, don't do that. I look at Alan again. This is what I'm dealing with right now. I think this goes beyond bathing. Like, I, I think he's literally falling apart. You look Can like I get a my zombie. old body back? I want my old body back. Listen, we all want a lot of things. I wanted for you to not die. I'm just kind of looking away. <laughs> Alan wanted to meet her dad, and she seems to have achieved her goals. Ranger just wanted to protect a temple, and look how that paid off for him. I run a tight ship. <laughs> that's, that's what he does now. And I'm a flower girl. <laughs> I want my body back. I can't do anything like this. I feel so weak. 
I'm tired all the time. I can't even make my body work the way I want it to. Dun, 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 dun. The wedding theme starts and butthole, you realize that everyone's looking at the four of you talking as one of the grooms walking down the aisle. My eyes fill with tears because my feelings are so hurt. And I shove Quinny and Alan into one of the aisles and I dash over to bring Slutty Pete down. Slutty Dave? Well, let's be honest. They're both a little slutty now. That's fair. That's fair. You go and get them and you realize for time's sake that you'll just walk both of them down at the same time. <laughs> this being a pirate wedding, most customs are kind of made up on the spot anyway, so everyone seems to agree. They both look great. They're wearing exactly what they normally wear, including their wicked cool hats that you made them. Nice. Um, but they've also dressed up a little bit. They've had, they've had their like pirate garb pressed. Dave looks as slutty as ever, pizza stinky <laughs> as ever, and it's great. Ranger, you and Goblin Jr., led by Bucky, are going to walk down the aisle. Is there anything you want to say or do as you carry your flowers? I would like to spread as many lovely smelling petals all over the place because it reeks in here like dead body. It is absolutely atrocious. It's like I'm inside of a butt. And that butt is constantly farting and puking. So you're like really like overhand throwing those. Yes, I'm of just tossing it like a football. Right, right, cool, cool, great. Uh, you get a flower. You get a flower. It's <laughs> <as, as laughs> an Oprah <laughs> reference. All right. Uh, yes, that 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 classic traveling show character. Can you roll me a d20, please? Uh, Fourteen. <laughs> All right. You're normally used to you know throwing deadly weapons. But in this case, the deadly weapon is the air itself. So you attack it with the same gusto you would normally. And yeah, you succeed in making the place smell. Gently better. Do you like that? Is that good? Snarf, snarf. Oh, Goblin yeah. Jr. seems to really like it. He's got a very sensitive nose. This has been hell for him. Bucky will cast Prestidigitation to just put a <laughs> pleasant fragrance throughout the air as well. Going to roll on the Chaos Magic table for that. So Yeah, cool. So that is 75. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> in all the stories you've heard about Hole, like you've heard how he's used prestidigitation to great effect. You've heard Alan use prestidigitation to great effect. Mm -hmm. You know, Quinny can't use magic, but like if he could, he'd probably use it to great effect. So you've been waiting for like a proper chance to use this in front of a big crowd. And based on your previous adventure, you know, you're feeling a lot more confident in your abilities. So you kind of reach out, you cast a spell, and suddenly you glow bright, bright white as bright as staring directly into a welding torch. And any creature within five feet of you is blinded until the end of its next turn. So <laughs> suddenly everyone... Goblin uh, Jr., Ranger, yep. Grandma and Grandpa, a couple uncles from out of town, <laughs> and some plus ones are all just, just like... Just blind. Oh, my eyes! <laughs> I think because it's coming off of my skin, I'm probably not blinded. No, you're not at all. No, I don't think Bucky notices. He's like, does it nope. smell better, guys? And I think you continue to walk the aisle blinding people as you go. Yeah, just doing that one-step pause... <laughs> Two step and pause, and people are screaming. It's like, weddings get so emotional. <laughs> Eventually, you reach the front and do that weird turn off thing that people do. Yeah. And uh, you guys take up your positions at the sides there. Finally, Slay Dave and Stinky Pete arrive at the altar, and everyone blinks tears out of their eyes, not because they're sad, <laughs> but because they're blind. And it's a beautiful ceremony that next to no one sees. <laughs> um, but uh, Garfo does it beautifully, and the two say they're uh, incredibly slutty and stinky vows. <laughs> and um, are finally united as husband and husband, the stinky sluts. Perry is like, kiss the pirate. And they do. And it's lovely. And then Perry Jr. goes, Rah! That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and so festivities begin. It's a typical pirate party. So everyone's drinking grog and having insult sword fights. And generally speaking, it's a raucous good time. However, you guys are mostly concerned about what's happening with Garvo. So you manage yeah. to arrange time with him. And he unfolds a sad tale for you. A curse has fallen over Faerun that is slowly causing people who've been raised from the dead to waste away. And no clerics of any religion have been able to have any effect on these bodies that have wasted away. The best theory that little Pim Pim's advisors have been able to come up with 
if spirits would pass from this world into another world, it's almost like someone set up a dam that's diverting the spirits somewhere else. Hmm. So the limbo that Quinny woke up in at first, that normally is where you would pluck a spirit from, is not receiving any spirits anymore. They're being dragged somewhere. And as long as whatever this object is continues to draw souls from the world, anyone who has been revived will slowly waste away and then eventually blink out of existence altogether. Garvo is currently very near the end of what they've observed this process to be, and it seems that if action is not quickly taken, he will be lost. Quinny, having been revived yourself, despite this not being your body, it would seem the same effects are happening to you. Since you just got into your new body, it would seem the effects are slower, but if something is not done, you will share the same fate as poor. Garvo. Garvo, look, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Do you know that if we can figure out how to stop this or whatever, we can reverse the effects and maybe I can just be revived into my own body? I'm afraid I don't know anything about that. I'm still just a goblin. Don't sell yourself short there, Garvo. The undying. Well, now just Garvo that's slowly dying, actually. All right. Well, I mean, that sort of describes everybody, Garvo. Let's not get too dramatic. (laughs) He coughs out a mouthful of dust. It was probably an internal organ at some point. When I was in the forest around the temple... I had to deal with plenty of snakes and scorpions. Whenever they'd bite you, mm-hmm. they'd inject you with that sweet, sweet venom. Okay. I had a talent for sucking out venom. I think what I need to do... What? No. I'm going to open you up. I'm going to suck out all that goo and drain you of this evil that's taken over your body. Ranger, were you listening at all? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start on the right butt cheek. Keep him away from me. Keep him away from me. Now I have this little straw here. No, Ranger, I think this might be counterproductive. No, I think this guy's got it. No, I'm going to help no, him. I'm no, going to help him. Think... I'm going to help Listen, this is for his own good. Who do you think knows more about medicine, Alan or Ranger? Alan. <laughs> Just my hand. My hand. Are, are you up. talking to one of my dicks? <laughs> He has two dicks. Alan has two dicks. It's spelled differently. What? <laughs> Imagine. For real? Yeah. Did I just find this out? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> uh, Ranger and Butthole, you proceed to chase Quinny around the wedding ceremony. We'll roll some dice and figure out how well that goes. Alan, as usual, you're left to share a knowing look with Goblin Jr. You realize that you don't have quite enough information to go on, so I think you decide to consult with that voice who seems to have knowledge of tremendous magical things. So as they run around, I think you find a quiet place down by the shore to read your book and perhaps try and find a solution. And I'm just sitting, yelling out over the water, saying, (laughs) hey, voice, voice guy, hello, hello? Oh, hey, Alan. Hey, so... We've got a problem here. It looks like there's something that's causing undead people to like wither away and die. Uh, I don't know where to start. Can you help me out? Uh, sure, just give me a minute. So you can hear a uh, flipping of books. and also In my head. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so you hear some flipping of books, but also some noises you're not familiar with. What you doing? Odd and artificial. Oh, I'm just checking my sources. One moment. They sound almost artificial, but really out of place. These aren't noises that, that exist in That in doesn't sound experience. like that should be in my brain. It's not in your brain, Alan. It's here with me. Give me just one oh, more okay. moment. Where are you? Uh, don't worry about that. So, Alan, it's just as I feared. I encountered this in my world as well, known as a well of souls. Well of souls. All right. uh, Not everyone is capable of wielding magic the way some users of undead magic and necromancy do, and as a result, create artificial means to keep themselves alive. We had one such mage centuries ago here in my realm. She constructed a well of souls to try and capture the essence of other stronger beings to extend her own life. If you're able to find and destroy this well, it should release the souls back into the ether. That's cool. Do you know where the well is? I'm afraid I'm unfamiliar with your world. Okay. How was it destroyed in your world? Hang on. And then you hear the voice just sort of fade out. What? Hello? Hello? All of a sudden, it's like a flash of a migraine, and your eyes pulse. 
and you feel blood start to trickle out of your nose. What the sh- What the? What? And then Bucky says, hi. Hey, Bucky. You said hello. What's up? Thought you were calling me over. Um, just talking to myself. Oh. Sometimes it helps me think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So, uh, what's going on with Quinny? He doesn't look so good. I think, um, I think he's dying. I think we should, we should actually go. What? We should go right now. Well, yes, Can yeah, you round everyone course. up? Yes, definitely. Okay. Mash cut back to the wedding. So, guys, here's how we're going to do the chasing of the Quinny. All of your movement is 30. Yeah, I don't know if that changes in my new body. And that was 30 with my boots uh, of striding. It's 25 as a halfling. Yeah, so you're uncoordinated. I'm going to give you 20. Okay. Bobbert and Ranger, you each have 30. Oh, yeah. So here's the way this is going to work. You're going to run around the wedding and uh, encounter obstacles. I'll get you to roll some dice. I'll tell you what happens with those obstacles. And I'll tally up how much speed all of you have by the end of the race. Hmm. And if Quinny manages to outpace you, then that'll happen. Otherwise... Quinny, you're in a party with a dance floor, so you take off sprinting, as is always the way in a foot chase. No one's expecting someone to come sprinting through, so I'm going to give you an advantage on this. Can you please roll me advantage on uh, d20 and add your dexterity, please? Okay, that first one's a natural one, and that was another natural one. (laughs) Uh, And halflings are lucky and get to re-roll ones, but I'm not a halfling anymore. So you take off in your head. It's like time slows and you can see the gaps that you would run through. And this is perfect. But it's like that family guy cut away to his version of the $6 million man where he's just got like a broom for a leg. Like right. this body doesn't work that way. No, so your, your legs are like back jointed and you have hooves and you're in flip flops. So you just immediately <laughs> face plant. Guy and Ryan, can you please roll me D20s and add your dexterity? Nat 20. 17. I'm fucked. <laughs> the heat is on. The heat is on. Gonna suck that butt. <laughs> All right. With the straw. So, um, Quinny, you, you see them start to barrel behind you. Everyone starts clapping and cheering because they think this is just the best. You know, you are pretty ripped now, so you're able to spring up pretty quickly. You look left and look right. To your left, there's the cake and table. To your right, there's the kitchen. Where do you go? Food. Food? And hopefully okay. these two dumb guys will get distracted yeah. by tasty so treats. You, you sprint to the food table. You think maybe you can flip this table at them like Jesus. as you go. Okay. If, if you like, kind of slide under it, you can push the table up and throw right, it right. at them. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get you to roll me a strength check, please. So uh, Quinny is now winning the wedding. <laughs> He's flipping the cake. <laughs> so that's a uh, five. So... <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you slide under, you attempt to push it up and over, but you fail to in any way impede them. This new uh, body is bullshit. All right, Guy and Ryan, you're running past. That cake looks damn good. Can you both roll me a will save, please? What? 18. I also rolled an 18. Let's do our additions. 25 total. 21. So the cake looks great. You kind of want to stop and eat some, but they haven't cut it yet. That would be poor form. Ranger may live in the woods, but he knows wedding etiquette. Um, <laughs> so uh, the two of you manage to avoid being distracted by the food table and follow Quinny down along the beach. You run past Alan, who seems to be in deep meditation. I do want to be clear. This montage is to the heat is on. <laughs> what is my karaoke <laughs> cover version? <laughs> it's the version we recorded at the karaoke section it, of the wedding. It's just the chorus over and over again. <laughs> Which, honestly, the main song kind of is. You run down the beach, Quinny up ahead, you can seek a cliff face, you can try and climb, or... (laughs) Give me something else I need. There is a uh, a romantic swan boat where you can see two pirates canoodling that's being, like, gently rowed along the shore. Do you want to try and jump on the boat or try and climb the cliff? I'm jumping on the boat. Okay. Can you please roll me a charisma check to convince them to let you on the boat? (laughs) 
Six total. <laughs> so how do you try and convince them to get on the boat? They see a small, horrifying Frankenstein monster. <laughs> Rotting from the is, inside. Who is actively decaying. I'm pretty winded at this point. I'm not very well coordinated. And I've got a lot on my mind He's right now. sweatpants and a dirty wife so, beater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just come up to them. I don't stop to speak to them. I'm yelling this as I'm running at them. I'm just like, hey, guys, you got to let me out. You both are doing it. They're going to suck my butt. You got to get me out, please. One of them's like, I once fought a ghost whale. And this is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. So they push off with the stick. And the boat drifts enough out to water that you can't quite reach it. Yeah. Plus, he did tell you not to get the body wet. And you're really not sure how much that whole <laughs> ranger and butthole seeing Quinny desperately failed to get on board this boat. I will tally up how far each of you got. You both moved your full movement for a total of 60 for both of you. Quinny failed twice for a total of 20 for him. So they drag you back because now the pirates are all screaming, butt suck, butt suck, butt suck. <laughs> and one of them is brought out a ceremonial straw. They shove the cake off the table. Hoist uh, Quinny up on board, and Garvo raises his tiny little goblin hands and says, As is always tradition at a pirate wedding, someone will now try to suck the evil out of someone else's butt. Begin! All right, scalpel. I give him a, 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 a butter knife. Thank you. This will take a Let's little Let's make while. it dull, right? <laughs> Why not give him a spoon? So uh, Good idea, Quinny. I take a spoon out and give it to Guy Bradford. Ooh, yes, thank you. <laughs> So, Ranger, can you roll me a constitution save, please? Oh, that's a six. So, <laughs> How's that feel? You're getting ready with the straw, and it smells so much worse than you expected. Oh, oh. So you steal yourself, and the straw is going towards that donkey butt. Quinny, what are you yelling? Okay, this is serious for Quinny. So he says, hey, look. <laughs> there are I know you're hearts. listening. Wherever you are, get me out of this. And I think of my dark patron. Mm -hmm. Get me out of this. Get me out of this. The straw has almost reached your donkey ass. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like the nightcrawler effect. There's a puff of smoke. And Did he just uh, fart? Ranger, <laughs> to your surprise and delight, the straw sinks into the table, and you don't taste horrible, rotted, undead flesh. I'm not getting any suction. <laughs> and I, I turn to the crowd, and I just yell, The table is clean! And the crowd goes, yay! <laughs> and the heat is on, kicks up again, and the, the party commences. Yeah, we parade around the room, shaking the table over our heads <laughs> <Yeah>. victoriously. <laughs> the, the, the couple are doing a slow dance. It's their wedding dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, <laughs> the there's, heat is on. There's like a, there's a slow... <laughs> slowly rocking. Yeah, there's like a slow version of it. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. The heat is on. And at um, the end, it's combined because it's revealed that they've been slow dancing on top of the table we're all carrying around in victory. Meanwhile, Quinny, you appear further down the shore. You can see Alan and Bucky talking off in the distance. Mm. Bucky's still faintly glowing. You have just kind of a rare moment of quiet. You're looking out over dark water and several feet away, standing on the water, you can see your patron nod. And it's one of those horrible things where, like, you blink and they're gone. Mm. But you can feel the brand gently hurt against your back, the one tattoo you now have. Does it appear on my new torso? It does. Yikes. It seems branded upon your vanity soul. Where is it on his new torso? For those of us who might at some point be able to see it. I don't think it's constantly visible. I think it's visible when he's using it, if that makes any sense. So I'd say probably over your heart seems appropriate. On my back over my heart? Yeah. Okay. So it's visible for a moment and then it fades. And for the briefest of seconds, your blade appears in your hand and you blink, shake your hand and then your hand's empty. Right. But you get the sense that bad shit lurks around every corner. But the good news is 
You avoided the butt straw. Yeah. Alan, you and Bucky gather the group. Find- I'm just wiping the blood off of my nose, my sleeve. Yeah. So hardcore. Bucky, how do you feel about that? He keeps trying to like get it for you. It's fine. Okay. Well, there's a little more. Uh, uh, okay. You manage to gather the group back together. Queenie cautiously rejoins them. Ranger and Butthole, I think by now you've probably forgotten because you've been so busy dancing and partying that. Uh, just forgot. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> just, just plum, plum slipped your mind that saving Queenie. Those pirates know how to have a good time. <laughs> they do. I, mainly have questions about how Quinny can now teleport, but I'm going to hang on to those. So having successfully got everyone back together, you start to tell them about the Well of Souls, and the Stinky Sluts come over to kind of thank you all for being there. <laughs> Slutty Dave overhears you talking about the Well of Souls, and he's actually heard of this thing. It's a, a classic pirate's tale. He suggests that the most likely place to find it be in sort of jungle continent of cult. He explains that it's a fun but dangerous place full of a number of zombies wandering the jungle after a failed necromantic coup years ago, but also large reptiles that he can't really describe. So anyway, he suggests that that's the best place to find it. However, Ranger, you probably tell them this, cult has fallen under control of the dragon cult. The war has kind of swept across the globe. The dragon cult seems very desperate to find something in cult, and as a result, the airship won't be allowed anywhere near there. Are these the guys we ran into at, I think it was Yellow Tree? Thunder Tree, yeah. Thunder Tree, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had uh, the sigil of the Unseen Hand Got on it. them. No one in the group can hear me, but I'm in the corner just whispering to myself, cult in cult, cult, cult. Cult. Just putting it together for myself. Yeah. Quinny, you're really, particularly after all the running and the teleporting, your body's really looking in rough shape. So I'll throw this out to the group. Do you want to bring Quinny with you to try and find the source of this? Or do you want to leave him where it's safe for now and try and concoct a way to maybe teleport him to you once you find it? I think with all the energy you've expended and just how rough you've got, I don't know if we want you to go through anymore. Plus, this is something we discovered Quinny can teleport himself wherever he wants to go. What? That's, that's not true. He did that at the party. Yeah, he did it right in my face. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, he can teleport. Well, and he's it's lying now. It don't. smells too when he does it. Why yeah, are they it smells like that? a fart. I don't it smells know. Like they, a fart. they also decided that sucking my butt was a good idea. He teleported so we couldn't. <gasps> we were trying to suck what? his butt. Oh my God, we totally were. No, 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 no. Teleporting. I have no explanation for it. I was there and then I wasn't. I cannot just choose to do it. Otherwise, I would teleport out of this goddamn conversation. Can you roll me a deception check? And Alan, can you roll me a perception check? Yeah. Can we also be trying to perceive this? Yep. Natural oh. one. Okay, I'm going to try this. Ooh, 20. At 20? Uh, I got a 24. 14. Alan, Quinny wouldn't lie to you. You also don't entirely trust Ranger and Butthole's recollection of magical things. Yeah, he may have just rolled idiots. off a table and walked away. <laughs> Butthole, you had 14? Yeah. You know how many gods are in this body, so the possibility that maybe just there was some leftover magic in one of the body parts, so it's possible Quinny doesn't know what's up. Oh, maybe he doesn't teleport when he means to. But if we really stress him out or it's important, he teleports. And I reach over and I knock him over. He falls to the ground. How bad shape am I in? Getting worse. Like standing up, you can feel active gaps between some of your limbs. My and hand like, almost falls off. Okay, I'm going to fix that. But maybe there's some stuff going on here I don't know about. <laughs> um, Ranger, you get a natural 20 and you've seen some weird shit living out there in the woods. Mm. You may not care too much for Quinny, but... This seems like something that might be dangerous for Alan. So I think with your 20, you decide that maybe you should keep an eye on him until it's safe. I'm going to lock myself using these shackles to your right arm. Okay, we're going to be shackle buds. Quinny looks at his almost coming off hand. He's like, you know what? Go for it. All right. And here we go. Um, Can I roll a sleight of hand check? Uh, Sure. 14. I wanted to handcuff him to himself. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ranger, can you roll me a perception check, please? 22. Quinny, you try and sleight of hand, but again, you're used to small halfling limbs. Nimble. Yeah, Instead, yeah. the hand swings around loosely, and you're like, ha-ha, and it just sort of spins, but you're, slap myself you're, yeah, your wrist is still there. <laughs> yeah. So he clamps it on, and as soon as it closes, you recognize to your dismay that it's a magical shackle. So you're magically bound to Ranger until some of the mages aboard the ship can arrange a teleportation circle for mm-hmm. you. So basically, Alan and Butthole, you decide that rather than drag a rotting corpse through the jungle, you'll go find the Well of Souls, summon Quinny to the source, and then attempt to cure him there. Before we send them on their way, I wave Bucky over, and I pull him into the corner, and I say, listen, buddy, normally I'd want to send you on this mission, but Quinny's shackled to Ranger, and maybe Ranger will decide things aren't safe or something when it's time for Quinny to go. So now we know how he teleports, and I take the ceremonial straw out of my pocket. Take this. If Quinny needs to go and Ranger won't let him, I need you to jam this into his butt and suck out all the evil. Whose butt? Quinny. I feel like Mr. Quinny doesn't want that to happen. This is the only way to save him. Sometimes, and I know this from medicine, you have to do a little hurt to do a lot of help. Is there anyone else listening? No. Bucky has no one to ask. Is that true, too? So he's like, (laughs) okay. Good. I'm relying on you. Don't let me down. This is the way you are a hero. I'm going to impress you. This is going to be a slam dunk, sir. (laughs) Excellent. I guarantee it. And I give him the straw, and then I give him five gold coins, and I say, where's my chit? And we've sorted this out because I use him like a valet. And he tears off a small piece of paper that's got one single boob drawn on it. I say, I'll come back and get this later. Do a great job. And I put it in my wallet. I salute him. Great. (laughs) Um, So pirates agree to help smuggle you into Colt. And Bucky, Ranger, and Quinny, the three of you return to the McSquiggly, where you will await the teleportation sign. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dumb Dumbs and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta! Chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Lockie. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lucky. Did you really believe you could find redemption? 
The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.